1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDIC.
2: My talkers, thanks for hanging out with us on this last hump day of the year. That's right, the last hump day. We're going to be hanging out with Lori, and we have a special guest with us today. She's been with us all week, and we're going to have some more fun with her today. So let's hang out with Brittany.
0: It's Brittany Witch. Oh! Brittany. How my, are you time, doing? my timing is amazing. I know it's <laughs> still. A- attached to my purse in some weird way um holy last wednesday of the year that's weird to hear right
3: 2022 yeah it's we're in the we're in the hump day of the holiday taint week
0: (laughs) (laughs) i gotta remind myself that later christmas and taint
3: new year's (laughs) oh that was awesome but we taint working that's for sure right right (laughs) so uh Brittany, please, uh, you saw Julia last night. She (laughs) sent me a text yesterday and she said, well, I'm, because she, you know, took this week off and, you know, didn't go anywhere and probably glad that she didn't. But um, she said, well, I'm going to be productive and I'm getting a shingle shot. Yeah. And I'm going to see the Donna Summer Musical uh, with Brittany, which had the opening night last night at the Ordway. It's just here, I think, like through the weekend. Yeah, I don't think there's many dates. Yeah, Yeah. through Sunday. So
0: So we went and oh my goodness. So I, like I said, I've been pretty much a shut in. So this was my like big social outing. And I, we had a blast. She did invite um, two other friends and that was really fun. But um, let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you about these women that I know that you both already know.
3: Well, I know that Julia got shushed at Adele, okay? (laughs) She sometimes has terrible concert manners. Yes,
0: okay. And so, like, I was, in my mind, because I was the youngest, so I thought I'd be the most immature, you know? I'm rolling up there. (laughs) And I found out, like, no, I, and I don't get embarrassed easily, Mm -hmm. but... At the beginning, they're like, you know, Donna Summer, there's three versions. There's a young one, a middle one, and and all of them were amazing singers, and it was beautiful costumes, and... Did it start
3: off with a Donna Summer hit song right away?
0: Right away, we started off with uh, Love to Love You Baby, so the music starts, and it goes, you know, like, you know Mm -hmm. that it's about to go, oh, and like, they haven't even done the first note, and somebody from our camp, somebody from my group, decides, (laughs) I got this. The first note I heard was from my group of four. I won't say who. Okay. All of a sudden belts, oh! Before the even the concert starts, and I'm like, thank God I'm in a mask because oh, I'm no. like, no, no, you can't. I know they said we can sing along, but this oh, did is they like they say
3: that at
2: the beginning. But like
0: it was the Donna Summer character who was like, I want you to sing, you know, along with me, right? But like I don't think she meant it, right? And I, it was like a play. It felt like you know if you were at Hamilton and you were singing all song because it was like. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, it will haunt my days hearing her go. And she had... The girl we were with was a beautiful singer. So I'm not (laughs) throwing shade at her. But you... When it's... Loud. 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 And there's no... Everyone has masks on. So I was like, all these heads turned... They don't know which one of the four cuz they were right, spread out. Right, you can't tell. You can't tell and I am mortified. Are
3: you blinking <laughs> healthy me in like, Morse code with I your I eyes? I literally
0: grabbed Julia's hand and squeezed it as hard but she's got a bigger grip strength than anybody yeah, I've ever does. met. Yeah, so she she does. like crippled my hand and I was like, "Okay, okay. I'm not going to not well, I can't." Um I literally died. At that moment, I was like, you cannot. I, I, I told Julie, I was like, this did is not. Did she keep going? Yeah, she she did. But eventually, I'd say halfway through, they went and took a break. They had to go do a walkabout during some of the big songs because I think they wanted to sing them. And I was like, you guys cannot. Please, yeah. You cannot. You cannot. So I was like, um, she works hard for the money and like, mm-hmm. bad girl. Yeah. yeah, They were gone for and the other friend leans over and is like, oh, they're missing the good songs. And I go, I think that's for the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, I think that's <laughs> the be- yeah, best all involved. for <laughs> all of us. And Julia, she was like, are we going to dance or not, Brittany? And I was like, first off, quick, getting mad at me. We're around a bunch of people sitting. So, mm-hmm. like, the vibe is sitting. Like, I am 18 weeks pregnant. I'm not going to start a revolution right, <laughs> right now. Right, So, like, you're going to have to calm your panties down. Oh, and she's like, "What?" Well, uh, What are we even here for? If we're not gonna dance, she kept getting you know Julia like worked up, and I said, you know what? If you just if you just shut up, Julia, I will dance with you on the last song. (laughs) We know we had a list of songs. I will dance with you
3: for um, you know um, last dance because at Mama Mia the crowd does get up and dance,
0: and thank God, like she, but she did the crowd get up and dance? Yes, they did. For last dance, I would say eighty or ninety percent of enough where I was like, fine, you know. And I love dancing, but you gotta feel the vibe. Was it
3: last dance? Was that the song?
0: Yeah. And we all were dancing. It was super fun at the end. And it was so many my talkers that, like, recognized Julia because, of course, they could hear her voice throughout the whole play. Um, But all in all, it was an amazing time. I I don't think I've ever had that anxious. Like, I was driving home remembering that. And I was laughing. I was, like, crying, laughing, remembering that anxious feeling of, like, please, please don't. And, And, again, great singer. But I was like, I don't, I don't. And the heads were just turning left and right, and there was something in me that was like, how, how can I? oh, Oh yeah, oh.
3: But it was really fun. I remember I was like a waitress, and a fry cook told me that that song was about, you know, that she was having an orgasm, and I was like. Oh, what? Whoa. Yeah,
0: they call it like the song of 22 orgasms yeah, or awesome yeah. And I was
3: like, what? Because up until this point, the only thing I knew about sex was what I read like in a Sidney Sheldon book <laughs> or a Jacqueline Suzanne or what I might have gleaned from a Playboy or something. I'm just like, what? Who? They're moaning like that? And I just was just dying and then i was like oh that's the sex song
0: and so yeah i guess while recording it and this is what they talked about in the play is she made them turn around and turn off the lights and she laid on the ground to do the like oh huh, like all yeah, the noises all the yeah because she's like i and um that's when she became the queen of disco yeah so mm-hmm. pretty pretty fun play mm-hmm I would say
3: um, jukebox musical. Yes, jukebox
0: yeah. musical. Uh, I would say like the dialogue in between. I think they could we could work on a little, yeah. but that's fine because I was there to just um, be mortified by my group. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> the music and the outfits were amazing. Were they?
3: I oh. bet. I mean, that's kind of what you're going oh, for too. Absolutely. Is the I even is thought to myself, it.
0: we could get rid of the dialogue. I just want to hear song after song because yeah. her outfits were insane. Yeah. And these, like they had, like I said they had young middle and older uh, donna and um the middle one i mean i mean her outfits because she was all like you know glammed out for everything it was just like i i couldn't i wanted to just take a
3: picture of every little thing yeah a lot of a lot of glam oh glitter glam with like glitter. these
0: feathery boa like jacket things amazing
3: yes yeah, so. and some amazing hair
0: I always thought
3: Donna Summer had great hair. Yes,
0: and she talked about it. She's like, I'm relaxing today. No wig. And she's like, just kidding. Always a wig. And it was like very (laughs) fun. That was very funny. All
3: right. I'm glad that you guys had fun. The show's at the Ordway uh, through through Sunday. And um, when we come back, it's our stories. Stories we can't get enough of. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this no, Wednesday, which is for us really kind of like a Thursday, because tomorrow's like Friday, because we've got Friday off, so it's a long weekend. Yeah. You follow that? Yeah, thank you. But I've been living my life
0: like a Friday or Saturday for a while now. Have you? Yeah, yeah. that's kinda like, nice, that's gotta like a, be nice, like yeah. a decade now. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's 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 so good. Um, okay, so really um there's not a lot happening in the celebrity world. Anyone who wants to break up right now, this is the week to do it yes. the holiday taint. We got to
0: sneak it in,
3: but not a lot is happening. But they did have this interesting story on GMA this morning. It was their cover story, and it was about how you know, when there's a big hit in Hollywood, I mean, even just think of like the Spider Man universe or any of these Marvel, they keep making them because they make enormous box office it employs a lot of people so they keep repeating you know the the pattern or the recipe if you will so now hollywood is wondering everyone is yelling get me my squid game where is the next squid game so here's uh gma you know kind of being uh, you know, giving a nod to um, all the amazing stuff that has come out of South Korea, creatively music, yeah. films, TV. So here we go.
2: Netflix said over a hundred million people watch Squid Game. I was one of them. I was obsessed with that show. It's a Korean drama about an underdog who makes it to the top. And now a lot of the major players in entertainment are trying to get in on the big prize. It's the haunting show that dominated Netflix this year. Squid Game, and it's just one of many South Korean created television shows the U.S. cannot get enough of. Following behind, Hellbound, a dark fantasy series, and revenge thriller My Name, both topping Netflix's global chart. <laughs> One big reason why these recent shows from South Korea did really well is that they explored these universal themes or questions that people could relate to. Uh, regardless of their background or nationality. At the end of the day, the South Korean shows simply did a great job in telling their stories in a compelling way that keeps viewers hooked and eager to watch the next episode. And streaming services are taking notes. The mega success of these shows, driving companies to cash in on the action with Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus launching in South Korea to develop Korean content for hungry audiences. With Squid Game being so viral, so popular. We're seeing Korean content go from something that was niche and not necessarily popularized in this country to now kind of being something that everyone is craving. The fandom behind Korean entertainment is not new. In 2013, Gangnam Style found its way to dance floors worldwide and K-pop group BTS has become an international phenomenon with a diverse and loyal fan base. Parasite defied the odds, too, taking home the top prize at the Oscars with its best picture win. And trained to Busan, raking in nearly $100 million internationally at the height of the pandemic. Experts say Korean entertainment is global. It's going to appeal to everyone in one way or another, um, and it's going to be relatable and universal. And I think it's important to remember that Korean content is global, and that means that it's enjoyable for anyone.
3: Train to Busan, still the best zombie movie ever made. I know. You've told me that many times and, now. I need to... And Squid Game was, what did we watch that, Grant, in like less than a week?
2: Yeah, that was not even, yeah. I It was probably me a little bit over, but gosh, that, that was fast. We
3: couldn't stop we watching it. It was yeah. so good. Stop, and then I've watched Hellbound and My Name, too, and those are both excellent.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like they were, and Parasite was one of my favorite movies that year. It was year. so wild. Yeah. It was
3: so clever, so original. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm glad. That's one thing I think that in the entertainment um, piece of things, like if you're going to look at a good side of everything going on with COVID and all yeah. of the time we watch TV is that Money Heist, that was a Spanish yeah. Netflix show, call, call Your Agent and Lupin. That was made for French, you know, television for Netflix. Yeah. So there's been all this. It's become like we are seeing Casey and I watched a couple of spy ones. I can't think of what the names right now, but they were for Israeli okay. Netflix. Yeah. And
0: so they had to get creative with finding new content without at a time that they couldn't create new content. So yes. they were reaching outside yeah. of and, and there were things and that we, we discovered- would have normally not seen because. They would have been churning out there, you know. So you're so right. Yeah.
3: So we did get to see some good new shows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You Luckily, know? because, you know, under unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. We yeah. Found but some but really I mean, that was avenues. like
3: a positive thing. Yeah. And, I mean, I've gobbled up and finished The Witcher, you guys. Oh. I did you? I promised my husband some very nice favors if we could watch <laughs> the last three episodes last night, episodes six, seven, and eight. We watched they were, three Eppies last night. Yeah. It was, ep- it was, so good oh. they were so satisfying i i i think it's the best fantasy series since game of thrones i really, really do because the the special effects
1: mm-hmm. the Fantastic. monsters
3: yep. um the forces the dark forces that are conspiring and the personalities the stars mm-hmm. yeah. i mean henry cavill is uh you know geralt of, of riva uh, he's just amazing and i can't even with him yennefer and uh, there's ah oh. and Casey, he's like I don't know that I'm following this story. I said, we didn't follow half the Game of Thrones. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine.
0: Just it know- just...
3: Yeah, you're fine. There were a lot of good, you know, monsters, betrayals, yeah, uh, bloody twists, and that bard, the guy that plays the bard, the the traveling Bro, singer
0: according to the
2: witcher. Uh, we sing that a lot of times. has eyes. some
3: of the funniest <laughs> lines. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Anyway, that show is very satisfying. Now, my next show I'm going to binge, but without Casey, will be. Um, Emily of uh, Paris. Or oh, Emily in Paris, yeah. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. In Paris. The show that people love to... Um, Emily in Paris. The, yeah, that the people love to complain about.
0: Um, I know. it's when I, I got about halfway through the season, and I don't know what came up, but it obviously didn't hold my attention. I know, and I love the outfits. Eh the 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 lead I'm just not that into her the, the story yeah she's an, she's annoying to me yeah and it's like one of those things where I'm like I could see myself if I like get you know under the weather I could see myself going back to yeah. it
3: I don't know maybe I'm overly fond of it because I I love the CWs so yeah there's yeah. that and I love I get just a, such a kick out of it that it's all you know it was filmed on location in Paris so in a little Tiny bit of a way you're like, oh, I'm in Paris. And if you know Paris, you will recognize everywhere because they film. I think we also with this uh, season, I think we go to the south of France and either go to Nice or Cannes. And I'm hoping that Emily in Paris, since she's only like 22 and she's never been to France, she will be as shocked as my girlfriends and I were when we got to the south of France and discovered the beaches are all little tiny rocks. <laughs> little, little rocks. So painful not sand. Rocks. Really? Yeah. Not sand. I did not know that beaches came in anything other than sand. That's why you gotta take your yacht out. <laughs> yeah. You gotta I mean that's what it's all about there. And that's why, like on the Croisset in like Nice, mm-hmm. um, they have all the beach clubs. And you'll see this also in Italy. Um on the Amalfi Coast and down in Calabria, they have beach clubs, and you know it's all you pay money, and you're uh, you're on chair. You can't. It's hard to lay on little tiny. Yeah, they are little rocks. Yeah, no, it's Very painful. Uncomfortable. Yeah, so they build. You know, little platforms and, you know, put up the umbrellas and then you rent the chairs. The cabana, and yeah. The cabana and all of that. But it was, I was just like, I thought, well, if they do that with Emily and Paris, she should express some shock yeah, she should, about the lack of sand on the beach. She should definitely go, out, ow, 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 when yeah. she
0: walks. Definitely. I'm with you there.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm
0: very jealous of your Witcher sitch. I need mm. to get on top of that. I think we are only
3: four episodes in into the second season. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm right ahead of you. I'm at five, so I'm going to do what she did this weekend and watch six, seven, eight. And offer
3: movie.
0: offer up Lily some
3: favors. Like that's going to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that
2: yeah. Let's see if that works. Maybe I, I don't just, know if it goes. Those always. last I three so. episodes
3: were so good. <laughs> Episode six starts with the bang. I mean, because I think. I think the Witcher season two people were just like, Oh, it's taking so long to get no. to build the storyline. Yep, yep. But I mean
0: cliffhanger at the end or no? Uh
3: huh. Cliffhanger or no. Of course. I of hate course. you. Of course. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, anyway, all right, we'll talk to you guys in a few minutes. Yeah. are gonna check out the traffic for us.
2: Yes, we've got the traffic coming up and we've got some Loj Book Club action coming up.
3: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Lori and Julia book club. We are being joined right now um Darla Gar- Garvey who lives right here in the Twin Cities. It is her first book and it's a personal book because it's her a memoir. It's called Muddy Thursday. Darla, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. So Darla, um I read your book on uh, Thanksgiving, like a beach vacation with the family. So I was able to read your book in one day. And, you know, you had just like you and you also had some good friends lobbying for you to be part of the Laurie and Julia book club. But we were like well we want I wanted to read it and see you know will we be able to have something to talk about, and my gosh, laying in my lawn chair under my palapa, laughing, crying, laughing, I mean, I just loved your story so much,
1: oh, and that's so nice to hear. I, I mean, appreciate that
3: it really I was like first of all, I think one of the things. You know, and I'll have you give a setup of the book, but I felt very much like I, um, you know, grew up, you know, was a teenager, you know, in the 70s and wild in college in the 80s. You know what I mean? We had uh, some similarities and um, sure. and so I felt real connected to you as the storyteller, but um, give People like first of all, why did you call the book "Money Thursday"? or Are we jumping ahead by saying that first?
1: Well, that I'll just say it. This book's been simmering on the back burner for a long time. Um, it's been twenty years since my son Ray Garvey passed away unexpected. Unex, sorry, unexpectedly at the age of twelve, and so the publication of "Money Thursday" to me is actually right on time. Because some of that deeper meaning, including the title of the book, hadn't really presented itself to me yet. Mm-hmm. And if I had tried to put this out any earlier, a lot of what made it into the book hadn't happened yet. And it's almost like I needed to be further away in order to see up close, if that makes any sense. It, it
3: does, um, because reading reading your memoir, and I think one of the things that makes a memoir Really good and really powerful is when the reader almost you it it feels real, but it feels like fiction at the same time because you really, um, really are a, a beautiful writer.
1: Oh, that's that's really um, uh, comforting to know, especially since it's my first time mm-hmm. putting anything out there. So you just never know when you're a beginner mm-hmm. how it's going to land. And I love
3: that in your acknowledgments, you thank to Don Boxmeyer for being the first to call me a writer. Because, um, you know, longtime columnist for the Pioneer Press, how how did that happen?
1: Well, Don actually did a story, uh, like a um, human interest story on my son after he passed away. So that was my first connection with him and then I was t- I took a couple classes at the loft uh literary center mm-hmm. when I kind of thought maybe this could turn into a book and then I sent him a portion of my manuscript and just got the most wonderful feedback and encouragement and unfortunately he's not here to right. see this materialize and and I wish he had because he was so um positive, and hopeful that I would get published.
3: Yeah, it's it's really, I'm glad he encouraged you because, and then, you know, Ray, so, um, you know, just give people a little setup of where the story begins.
1: Yeah, so um, my son was feisty and stubborn and mischievous, and I actually love that spunky side of him, and he was also... Very kind and thoughtful. He was a good friend, always looking out for the underdog, and he had a knack for bringing people together with his positive attitude and his sense of humor, and which was pretty remarkable given that behind the scenes, him and his younger sister, Martha, were both fighting a life-threatening disease they were both diagnosed with cystic fibrosis.
3: Honestly, Darla, I really did not really understand cystic fibrosis either until I read your book. I have to say you're giving a lot of awareness to
1: CF. And that was really important to me because it's not well known, or if it is, it's oftentimes misunderstood Mm -hmm. because CF only affects about 30,000 people in the United States. I didn't even know what it was when Ray was diagnosed. Um, You know, it was like a... You know, bomb was dropped on me. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea what it entailed, and we were in for a rude awakening. Um, it's it's kind of a complicated illness, but I'll, in a nutshell, I'll just focus on two of the primary problems that happen with CF. It's hereditary. There's a defective gene that mm-hmm. creates thicker and stickier than normal mucus, mm-hmm. and that can wreak havoc on the body in a number of ways, but. In the digestive system, it blocks the release of enzymes that we need to to break down our food. And so malnutrition is often a sign of an indicator Mm -hmm. um, that leads to a diagnosis. But more concerning is that thick, sticky mucus begins to clog the airways. So it creates a nice little breeding ground for bacteria to grow. Which leads to lung infections, which leads to scarring of the airways, and eventually lung damage. Right. So my husband Rusty and I took turns, literally pounding the snot out of our children. (laughs) And and how old was Ray? How old was Ray when you guys found out? He was a year and a half, Mm. and I kept telling his pediatrician something is wrong. I feed this kid constantly. And I'm constantly changing diapers. It was like everything was going through him. Mm -hmm. And his doctor just kept kind of downplaying everything. He'll be okay. Some kids start out small. He'll grow. And when he was about a year and a half, I brought him in and he said, you know what? He's fallen off the growth chart. I think something is wrong. I'm going to test him. It was called a sweat test. I'm going to do a sweat test or schedule one and see if he has cystic fibrosis. And I said, well, I don't know that I've heard of that. I go, what is cystic fibrosis? And he goes, let's not worry about it now. We'll schedule the sweat test and we'll rule out the worst. And he scurried out of the room. He didn't explain anything. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to ask. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there thinking, what is CF if it's the worst? And what the hell is a sweat test? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't know anything. So that's how uncommon. I had to go to a library. It was pre-internet and read a medical journal and find out my son's fate which things are way better now than Mm -hmm. it was in 1990 but at that time the life expectancy was i was told late teens early 20s at Mm -hmm. best
3: yeah and and you do you share the story of your son and you share your story and the story of your love story between you and your husband you know, Rusty, and I just, I was just really, really moved by how you shared the story of your family and neighbors, and I really felt like I knew Ray, and I really, really was heartbroken when he died.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it's shocking, and I'm thinking maybe it's best to let the reader discover for themselves what happened to Ray, Mm -hmm. but I do want to let anyone know who, if you have listeners that our CF family, Ray lived with CF, but he didn't die from it. We That's were right. blindsided mm-hmm. by something else that mm-hmm. took his life. So this it was pretty shocking and um, really heartbreaking for Martha to lose the, you know, her only sibling, her definitely pre- partner in crime, mm-hmm. but he was the only other person she knew that had CF because it's just not common. And so he championed for her. they, they did their treatments, the respiratory treatments together. And I think one of the saddest images I have is after he died, watching Martha doing her best treatments without him. Mm -hmm. And I just remember looking at her thinking, you've got a fight ahead of you and you're going to have to do it without your sidekick. And she has not let herself down or us down. She's a fighter. Yeah, Um, She's, Been hospitalized more times than I can count with lung infections. And through it all, just like her brother, super good um, attitude, wonderful sense of humor. And I think that's one thing I'm most proud of, both of them, was they didn't, you know, they refused to be identified by CF. They just rose above it. And that was the remarkable thing. And I think of how many people complain about things far less severe. (laughs) Yeah, And so it was always amazing to me how they lived their life. And some of the reviews I'm getting and feedback are are just that, that this book is a reminder to embrace life the way that Ray did and the way that Martha continues to do. Um, and and that, that takeaway is really important to me.
3: Yeah, it is inspirational in that way. And I was in awe at your honesty about, you know, what I always think is the, it's sometimes the hardest thing in the world is talk about your feelings, you know, really, really, really deep and deep and truly. And so as a memoirist, you know, you've really done that. And I, people are interested and I think it would be a great, you'd be great to have for a book club. And cause I don't know, I feel like we were, we talk we no one ever wants to talk about, death or dying or grief or any of that stuff it's really something we'll do everything to avoid talking about but yet it's our one common thing that we all have together
1: right right and i think you know one another reason it took so long to write it is it's really hard for me to go back and Mm -hmm. you know write about the most traumatic moments of my life and the most heartbreaking but i knew at some point i had to try to do that with more intensity well I darla I you did it initially you did it i mean really and
3: truly <laughs> crying and laughing with you well, in i couldn't
1: part. uh I, I had to write about the heartache and the pain and all the challenges in order to write about the overcoming of it mm-hmm. so that was a challenge and um, i feel like it came together
3: oh it did it did now if people to get your book um, of course, they can go to uh, their independent bookstore, and they could order Monday, Thursday. Your website is Darla Garvey, G-A-R-V-E-Y, dot
1: com, correct? Correct. And I'm on Instagram at Muddy Thursday. Muddy Thursday?
3: Okay, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, and I've
1: done some book clubs and grief support group, you know, speaking, which yeah. is kind of surprising because I never sought out support like that myself, and I'm finding that through... Telling my story, there's there's some power in storytelling, and it can bring about change, and it can enlighten, and stories make us feel and think, and, and they can inspire. Yeah, so. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you
2: can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Don't
3: know a lot who, of
1: goodies.
3: Yeah, I don't know who said it. Stories are the things we tell ourselves to, so we can keep going. There you go. (laughs) So I did not, that's not my original quote, but I just read that somewhere and I thought that is
1: really the truth, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you can connect and um, with other people that have shared something similar or people that haven't shared anything like it and they want to, they're enlightened by it Mm because they're discovering something they didn't know. Um, So that's been one of the, Big benefits and, and it was kind of scary to to not know how this would be received. And yeah. So it's just been wonderful for me.
3: Well, Darla, you really congratulations on on writing your book and thank you for sharing it with everyone. I really recommend it. It's Muddy Thursday, a memoir, DarlaGarvey dot com. Say hi to your handsome husband, uh, Rusty <laughs> for me. I I pictured I him. He looks like I think my high school hockey boyfriend, Darla. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope we get it. to see you in 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 person. You know, maybe next year at the fair or at one of our other things. But I'm glad that you wrote to us and uh, you know suggested your book for a book club. And um, just it was a just a real delight to. To get to know you and and your family and
1: most especially Ray. Oh, thank you so much! And it, it would have been nice to see you in person to put a face to the name, but I will. I'll find you at the fair. Oh, and look for
3: us on a billboard soon. I'm sure, darling. There you go.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and darling, this is going to replay, okay, in the next hour and probably over the weekend. So, just FYI okay all All right right. good to know okay darling thank you so much yep bye-bye the book is uh muddy thursday uh we'll be right back okay well i got some news few i guess probably a couple days ago this happened my uh, the suburbs and the suicide commandos canceled their new year's eve show at Palace. it fell to the omicron madam omicron she is a mistress and a biatch yes she is and a (laughs) And a taskmaster that we do not like, but... Um, and so, popular. And popular, very popular, spanking everybody. But anyway, <laughs> they changed it to February 12th. But, you know, who knows if, um, you know, yeah. why they decided to cancel. I know people are canceling things, plans right and left. Yeah. I know, yeah. It's and, all it, you, know, you know, in our family, guess who was the uh, super spreader of COVID, getting people... COVID six. I don't know who. A seven month old baby. Oh. The
2: one you get the closest to as well.
3: I know oh, the Casey one. he had the rubber thing in his mouth and was dragging. I mean, I'm fine. And, yeah. you know, I've just been keeping my distance and everything. But they, his parents can't even figure out. But that's like how transmissible the Omicron is. It's wild. And luckily the baby didn't get very sick. Yeah. Um, which children have all along been like the ones that kind of like they were at the strongest, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever. Yep. But um, anyway, and, and uh, mom and dad who were vaccinated and boosted were sick, were didn't feel well for like 12 hours.
0: Yeah. And then now they're feeling better. Yeah. They've, I mean, it's like, there's nothing worse if your kid is sick and you are sick, that
3: combo. Uh-huh. Well, and I, the baby's only seven months. So I don't know that they've ever had a real sick, Yeah, like they've had the experience of
1: that. Yeah, Yeah, that's rough. So
3: anyway, but yeah, the suburbs, that show is canceled. And I mean, honestly, I was just like, I was like, really? You know, know. it looks
0: like you're going to be back to puzzling on New Year's
3: Eve. You know, that was one (laughs) of the things I was truly excited when I bought it in October. I was like, damn it. We're going to have New Year's plan. We're going, you know, then I thought, oh, what about Casey and I? We can go on a last minute trick, a trick at trip and then I'm like, oh no, you know, Casey would go you know, to not be a week on Friday and all the airline that's I a mess out there, people. It's, I know. Remember last week when I told people to pack their patients like last Tuesday? Yeah. Yep. I was almost like a mona Chandra. Yeah. Um, we've always thought of you that way. <laughs> Mona Chandra mm-hmm. yeah, can, can predict the future. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say that I used to work for an airline cause that is the truth. Mm-hmm. And let's just say that if you have uh, your reserve list is 400 flight attendants because you're a big, big carrier and of your 2200 that report to work to that day, 600 test positive. And then you've already got the four hundred. How many? Do you, already uh, the yeah. crew thing? Behind, it's just yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just so high, and there's such public facing jobs. But it's anyway. So I don't know why the suburbs canceled, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're that's a New Year's Eve plan that I don't have, and it just bums me out because you know people are canceling restaurant reservations and hotel overnights. Yeah, although I, if you've got a hotel overnight. You might want to keep that. It's something. Well well yeah. Somebody's yeah. new to screw. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> if nothing else And you don't have to make the bed yeah. or do anything yeah, yeah, you can get room service, you can yeah. get syrup on each other if you want. Uh, Leave I mean, a good if, tip. If you want, you Leave can get syrup on each other.
2: Leave a good tip is right.
3: That's right. <laughs> that good. Leave the good tip. Uh, you know. Anyway, but yeah, so I was just thinking like about that about, you know.
0: It's just so much. I mean, it's constantly shifting and that's why everyone has to be I know we've been doing this for a while and like, there's something to be said. We just all, first off, you have to remember that everybody is going through whatever they're going through.
3: But we're all going through this together. It's affecting all of us. Yeah. And like,
0: like, that's what's so great. I mean, the places I am involved in, like if I had to say school or here or had to wiggle room there or there, I mean, we just went and toured um, a daycare Mm -hmm. and they were like, you know his mom was about to drop off her kid and then there was like a possible temperature so she's like alright calling into work you know what I mean like yeah. there's so many people that have to adjust constantly and we just have to always keep that in mind with whatever we're doing and I know everyone here at my talk just well, steps up during all this listen, stuff.
3: I was just relieved that the suburbs at least had camped, or booked it to a date that I was going to be in town. Yeah, You know right. what I mean? The totally. rebooked date <laughs> is it, like oh or it's a you know at least it's you know not very far away. I know, I know. Saturday February 12th now I don't. We don't have to come up with a Valentine's plan. Yeah. Oh, there good you go. point.
0: There you go. Right. There yeah. you go. Another new room to screw. You know.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, Book
0: it pa- now. maybe not the palace. Get it booked yeah. now. <laughs> maybe not the palace. Maybe yeah. not
3: the palace. I love the palace. I haven't been to a show there. Really?
0: I saw Regina oh, yeah. Specter there, and she was. Amazing.
3: And is okay. We're not on the floor. We did get get seats. seats. I would
0: I because, would highly recommend seats because otherwise you have zero seats and it's just kind of like it's like first ab. Where, yeah, yeah You are down there. It depends but on this, the show. Yeah, it depends on the show. And like it,
3: the he was like in the time of COVID. I knew when I bought him in October. Yeah, yeah. He's not gonna be want to be on the floor. No. Like sometimes we like being on the floor because even though you know whatever he's he's like having COVID sensibility and he wants a chair. Totally. <laughs> it's
0: gonna make it I day. always want a chair. You, I, I, I kind
3: of do too, but like, not really. But I'm good if, for standing. If,
0: the, if, if I'm going to dance the whole time, like Harmar, I would, well, in the day when we go to Harmar, I would always want to stand on the floor.
3: Yeah. But like. And the suburbs, same thing. i never same sat thing. down for a suburb yeah. show. But it is nice to have the option. But at the palace, it doesn't that hold? I mean, it's a kind of an old-fashioned yeah. theater that's the been restored. The
0: people on the ground are, yeah, they're they're close to each other. That's for yeah, sure. They're
3: close to each other. That's,
0: <laughs> as nice as I can say it. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. You're squished like sardines. Mm, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, then probably everyone's going to be happy about that. Then we yeah. can, you know, hopefully this it's is all going to be contained. Yeah. Yes. That's the goal. Praying and hoping. All right. Listen, we'll be right back.